0: Hello, Super friendos. welcome to Nintendo Voice Chat episode 616, the all Boston Celtics episode. I am your host, Seth Macy. Joining me today is Per Schneider. I don't know what the Boston Celtic is. It's the future NBA champions. Oh, basketball. Yeah, Uh, industry legend and uh, uh, Golden State apologist,
1: Cat Bailey. Aren't the Warriors up three to two?
0: Yeah, well, don't count them out yet.
1: Hey, I'm a Minnesota fan. I will never uh, count anybody out (laughs) all right
0: thank you and uh joining us from the the uh the wu-tang dungeon (laughs) the 36th chamber is brian altano the slums of shaolin now i have a
2: i have two neighbors that are i believe really into basketball and i just hear yeah or no every time the ball (laughs) goes in or doesn't go in so i'm excited for this to stop
0: so good luck to the good luck to the teams get it
1: over we'll with root for the warriors it'll be done soon
0: yeah it'll be done tonight if the if the warriors win and then there'll Great. be another game uh i i think it's going to go to game seven just because the nba loves to make
1: What's the uh, warriors win like it'll be a little bit of a disaster around here so yes. yes may
2: may whichever team gets my neighbors to stop screaming win the best <laughs> the soonest
0: <laughs> i think it'd be cool if they're just these two boston living next door like come on kid oh my god <laughs> Shoot the ball. Anyway, we moved across the country to get away from people like that, and they just still keep popping. <laughs> I know you're on a podcast right now with one of them. So, anyway, <laughs> terrible. <laughs> we're not here to talk about basketball. We are here to talk about Ninja Turtles, or as they're known in the UK and Germany, Hero Turtles, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Shredder's Revenge is out. We reviewed it, we gave it an eight. Mm-hmm. It is absolutely delightful and i love it and if i could marry it i would marry it but i don't think you can marry a video game but i'm gonna try anyway so
2: you can't marry four teenagers anywhere
0: oh god i'm just saying some
1: jokes to make but i'm not going yeah i'm not going to
0: either i'm gonna be respectful (laughs) of places where you can marry four teenagers. maybe utah i don't know (laughs) we're gonna dunk on every state and city today so just keep it locked (laughs) Yep, this is the the city's Duncan podcast. New Jersey, I'm coming to you next. Ooh, t- we'll get a- taking it back to the actual game, uh, oh,
2: yes.
3: We we kind of bit our tongue last week and couldn't talk about us actually playing the game at the time, but it's um it's just wonderful because it's it's not just a reminder of kind of like a jump back to the arcade days of when you used to walk in with a couple of friends and there'd be four player machines or two player machines and you just. You just stay there way too long, feeding it quarters, and and keep on going. But it's also a reminder of you know how how games have evolved. Like there's a lot of depth with with combos and moves that you might discover after playing for an hour. You're like, oh, I totally forgot I can hit those two buttons at the same time and do an uppercut or whatever. Right? Like there's just all this depth that wasn't present in the kind of sixteen bit days of you know like acclaim and kemco side squalling brawlers that were basically. Punches and kicks and combinations of both, right? Like, there's so much, there's so much combat depth in here, and I love it.
2: Even yeah. the original Ninja Turtles arcade has like a fairly limited moveset mm-hmm. compared to like the ones that came afterwards. But yeah, I completely agree. This is, I hate, I like, I hate that, like, it's a love letter to the genre. Like, I mm-hmm. always hated that phrase. I think people should write an actual love letter to the genre and see what happens there. But yeah, th- this is a kiss. Yeah, but this, this game really is like it pulls a lot of, the tropes from 90s beat-em-ups, a lot of references, a lot of nods. There's a lot of really great little details here that I really appreciate. Like, For example, I don't know if you all picked up on this, but a lot of the voice work in the game um, sounds like... Like the way they mixed it, it sounds like it's coming out of the the crappy speaker on the side of an arcade cabinet. Like it's just got this <laughs> kind of muffled like What's Kirk shell. Like I really, really dig that about this. Or shell shocked. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. There's yeah. just wonderful. It's just such a joy. It's so much fun. Um, it's gorgeous, beautifully animated. It's just it's just an absolute blast. I I I cannot say enough great things about this game. It's exactly what I wanted it to be.
3: I I'm also enjoying it at a meta level where my my teenage boys uh, who I'm and <laughs> play, we're playing three player they don't know Ninja Turtles at all right so they didn't oh. grow up with them they what? they're aware of the characters but like constantly when characters show up they're very very confused they're like what is that Rhino what like, <laughs> it's just everything they say and everything they do is completely confusing and they're like why
0: is there a rat <laughs> <laughs> because he's he, he's their their like, master it's the master they're like what it's because he touched a rat before yeah. he touched the mutagen yeah. which made him become a rat and since yeah. a human touched the turtles that's the rules of mutagen I, depends
2: I on, on like there's like the the tv show the comic book and the movie i was different. just that's
0: yeah the, the 1987 biggest... syndicated cartoon, those are the rules of mutagen. The movie, the biggest... he's
2: like a well, rat that is watching his uh, sense when he's in a cage, right? And he's like practicing moves. <laughs> so, yes. So it's yes. got his little puppet rat doing kicks.
3: So the biggest question, the biggest question from the teens was, <laughs> why is there a pair with a tuning fork on it?
2: Oh, what? Yeah.
3: yeah. <laughs> that, that was the biggest confusion.
1: Right. And why is everybody trying to find it? Yep.
2: Yeah. No. <laughs> mm-hmm um wow. what's interesting about I, I was thinking about this they added this I, I don't think they've ever really done this in a beat em up before but this this has six player code. yeah so yep. and that i gotta say this is the first time i've ever felt bad for the bad guys because that is unfair that is like <laughs> that's getting like you're getting jumped by a gang at that point like bebop is just like like six people run up on them and beat the heck out of them like that seems that <laughs> seems unfair to me that seems like too much but with wow. knives, with knives yeah, <laughs> all <Lunch> sorts, <laughs> or like a I don't know, like a news reporter equipment, like a microphone.
1: <laughs> I gotta say, April O'Neill is a consummate professional. She's always got her camera going. She's yep. always mm-hmm. covering everything, presumably from her smartphone, that kind of thing. Good mm-hmm. on you, April. Yeah, yeah, one that's one journalist that's- to another. It's good. It's good. <laughs> People don't yeah, you got to you got to step it up yeah. and just get out there and start beating people <laughs> start up. I know. They need a... <laughs> to team up with some <laughs> super mutant ninja turtles and like be covering them. That's my next beat.
0: Yeah. Well, E 3 2023 is just going to be cat and like four of us just walking through the halls, just beating people up with a giant rat. Intel. Yeah.
2: You know, we've is... we've made it this long without having to fight game developers for news, but you know, maybe it's time to change things up a little bit.
0: Yep. Mm-hmm. I actually left an opening there for you to trash New Jersey when I said giant rat, but that's okay.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Um, But yeah, I, I mean like this, this is exactly when, when we saw screenshots of this game, we saw trailers for this game ages ago, you know, this is it. The game we got is exactly what I wanted it to be. Like it's, it's really just like, it's this just fantastic beat em up. It's super fun. There's tons of different difficulty levels. There's this like metagame stuff where there's hidden collectibles uh, and characters and cameos, and you unlock them, and they go like, "Hey, can you go out there and find this stuff?" The title screen music is amazing. Yeah. It's incredibly animated. The music throughout is really, really, really good. Um, there's this like uh, kind of mild RPG system too, where like mm-hmm. doing stuff will increase your power levels and unlock new moves, and you can go and do that with each turtle individually. So it gives you like a bunch of reasons to go through and, and replay this game a bunch, which I'm, I'm absolutely going to do. So, man, I love it.
1: Yeah. yeah it's, uh, I'm, with, we, I'm with you, Brian. This game is lit. I mm-hmm. think the thing that's interesting is brawlers have been trying to crack the code of what do you do when arcades are no longer a thing? Because brawlers were always quarter munchers. And the original, yeah. the original Turtles was emblematic of that. There's an arcade right near my house called High Scores. It's very good. And it has a Turtles arcade machine in it. Whenever nice. I play it, I love it. I love the vibes, but I'm always reminded of how unbalanced the game is on purpose. Like, you are supposed mm-hmm. to get hit, and you are supposed to die mm-hmm. in this game. And a lot of latter-day brawlers have kind of solved that problem by being like, well, let's put in RPG elements, and then you'll just go in, and, and you'll be so overpowered, it doesn't matter. This is a very technical game, and I really like that. It has dodge mechanics in it. Uh, the movesets are actually pretty complicated. Um and, The only thing I think is the super moves are a bit overpowered in this one. It's really easy to spam them. They do a ton of damage to the actual bosses. Yeah, that's true. But I think the thing that stood out to me is in the first level, there's an achievement. Don't get hit. And seeing that in a brawler is awesome. And it makes even just playing solo, which traditionally it's... Playing solo in a brawler has traditionally not been that fun. It's pretty fun to play solo in this game. Yeah.
3: It's also it adds this element when you're playing multiplayer. Like when somebody gets hit, everybody hates on them, right? Like it's <laughs> like the, it's like this, we're in it together. Don't, don't screw up now. And like, oh god damn it, you ruined it. Yeah. <laughs> um you were you were talking about the arcades, and like I think the most famous example of a game designed to make you feed quarters is Gauntlet, right? Which is Excellent. another we obviously have seen Gauntlet revisited, but it's like this this four-player uh experience that really deserves another another go someday i I want to say somebody like see somebody like tango project or these guys take a crack at it and bring it back but man mm-hmm. yeah they did they did such a wonderful job with this
2: there's lots of i won't spoil any of them but there's one particular very cool kind of like easter egg thing that's a, a reference to um a thing you do in the simpsons arcade which i thought was like yes a really wonderful little nod again won't spoil it but yeah it's just it's just packed with little things like that and like in traditional turtles beat em up fashion. The Mausers are a huge pain in the butt. Like, I still hate them. I still hate those little... There's, like, crap that pops out of the ground and shoots at you. Like, the second half of the game, a lot of robots get involved in the fight. And, like, yeah, you know, they're a pain in the butt. But I I, I, I love them for that. And, like, like Kat said, like, you have that super move. It's kind of your get-out-of-jail moment if, like, you're getting just beaten on by, like, three or four mutant rock people or whatever you just hit yep. the button and go and start spinning around yeah. there's also like there's a little uh zen i was playing with leonardo this morning and there's like you hit the one of the shoulder buttons and he goes into this like kind of zen pose where he starts like meditating yeah, the toss, and yeah. that fills up your super meter and if you can get punched in the middle of that and uh it it breaks it up for you but you also like unlock an achievement for that if you're playing you know on <laughs> on, on a platform that has those things so yeah this, yeah. this game rules
3: yeah and donatello brings out his game boy and stuff (laughs) (laughs) he
0: looks behind him (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah. Yeah, i I
2: was
1: was gonna uh, be playing on go ahead seth
0: well i was just gonna say when i was playing this i like wasn't talking to anybody from work obviously because i live in uh, the woods of maine the haunted forest and uh i was like oh my god i love this game so much and then i had this weird sort of anxiety that like what if i'm the only one who really likes this so much and then i was so happy when uh the review came out and then kat and i did an interview yesterday and kat was like this game is amazing and i was like yay i agree (laughs) we're all in agreement that it's so fun but one of the things that i sort of noticed last night that i'd been glossing over was during a boss fight i was just doing traditional uh you know brawler just button spam 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 and i have enough lives if i get killed i'll be fine but then i was like well no if i just dodge Mm -hmm. every boss has like a pattern and once you learn that pattern you don't necessarily have to die from getting the crap kicked out of you you can i'm theoretically i haven't done it because i'm not that good mitchell probably did it who reviewed the game you could probably beat the bosses without getting hit Mm -hmm. like that uh that one elden ring player who just (laughs) i beat her 300 Mm -hmm. times or whatever he hate me uh and i really didn't expect that level of depth and that was just like another thing like i already loved this game from the minute the opening cartoon started up i was like well this is this is a game for me this is yeah, my game I, of
2: the year right now i think i think you all totally nailed it like you could absolutely button your masher way through this game and be fine but Once you start doing stuff like there's, you know, you combo a double jump into your special move and it does like a dive bomb kick that's like extra powerful and the dodge roll and, you know, there's, there's, once you start getting multiple turtles involved, like, it's just, it's really, really cool. Like, I I really, really like what they're doing here.
3: And then yeah. I think the the Switch version, you know, there there are a couple of moments of you know choppier frame rate than in the other versions, it looks like, but I've I've found it to be really nice and smooth so far. So, you know, if you if you have a Switch, I think that's a wonderful choice for that game, especially mm-hmm. because I don't know anybody who has six PS5 controllers. I sh- I sure don't. That's a lot of that's a lot of dough and that's one of the wonderful things about the Switch is if you have three sets of joy con you're already there.
0: Right? Well, to be fair, I don't know anybody other than you who has every Joy-Con ever made. So, that's true. You're- that's true, mm-hmm. but I only needed
3: three pairs in order to play six players. So. You're just
1: waiting for them to yeah. make the
3: 300 player
0: Ninja Turtles experience. Oh my god, I could totally You'd be play. ready. Yeah.
1: i'm gonna try to play this online with five other people on saturday okay and i'm wondering how that's gonna go because as we know nintendo switches online is mm, inconsistent
3: do you have it oh. wired do you have it wired because no yeah. so, okay it's
1: gonna it might be bad
3: yeah i yeah. would i would use the swole lid with a wire or something like that
0: i would I know people will get mad, but I would say if you're gonna play online and you don't have it hooked up and you have an xbox, the xbox series x seems to have the best wi fi of all the three consoles, yeah. so that might give you the best results and I'm just saying that from my own personal experience trying to download um, things xbox um, is good at online there's no yes, question about it, it seems like they've been doing it for a long time or something I don't know, but uh we haven't talked about the soundtrack yes. for uh for turtles and I, that's part of the reason I asked Brian to come on also because I like Brian I think you're a nice guy and, and you're fun to hang out with but yeah. uh Brian you're wearing a, a shirt that sort of gives a clue as to one of the the soundtracks additions which I yeah
2: so they they did a song with uh Wu-Tang members <laughs> uh Raekwon and Ghostface killer which are like two of my favorite rappers of all time um and they got them the rap about the Ninja Turtles which is just completely surreal to me that's one of those like you know, built in a laboratory specifically to appeal to my sensibilities type of decision. <laughs> on top of that, uh, Mega Ran is on the soundtrack. He's I yeah, awesome love a friend of the show. He's been on NBC a bunch of times. Yep. Go check out his music. Um, it's just great. And even the parts that don't have rapping are just incredibly awesome, high energy, fantastic instrumentals that just fit that 90s ninja turtles aesthetic that beat up aesthetic it feels like you're at an arcade birthday party in the 90s just like cat said uh-huh. like you want to line those tokens up or those quarters and you don't need to because like you know um you just buy the game once or on, it's on game pass too but i guess you could probably still line up a bunch of tokens under your tv that might help but yeah it's so good it's so good everything yeah. here was done correctly you know yeah. like i got it, this it feels like it was done properly it was done in a way to show love to this series, to this genre, to the to the IP, and to, you know, just I think where where beat-em-ups could go from here. Cause I think Kat, like you said, like there was there was that weird era for a while there where they're like, okay, so em ups are things you play in the arcades. And then like they ported the original Ninja Turtles arcade to uh NES, and their way to make up for it was they're like, we'll add two new levels. One of them's like this weird snow level that happens in the middle of New York City. We want to ex- explain why the seasons change. Don't ask any questions. And we're going to put 5,000 <laughs> more uh, foot soldiers in every level and we're going to pad it and blah, 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 blah. And then there was a while there where they were like, we'll just do straight arcade ports, but um, there's a button you can push that we'll just put quarters in. So that that kind of defeated the purpose. And I think with stuff like this and Streets of Rage and... Mm-hmm you know hopefully the the they're making a a new river city ransom game which is like takes place you know hundreds of years ago like i think that like we're on the right track now of not necessarily like a resurgence but like a reevaluation of how to modernize this genre and make it cool for people again cuz it's so much fun and it makes me so happy that it's it's seeing like this return yeah yep
1: yeah in my in the interview that we did i think i compared it to like devil may cry or bayonetta in the, yes. in the way that the actual combat flows, being able to manage encounters, uh, do good crowd control, that kind of thing, being able to dodge around, uh, that stuff is great. And I think it just makes for a much deeper and more rewarding experience mm-hmm. rather than just butt-mashing. However, in this game, you could just butt-mash. Yeah, you'll be yes. fine, you'll be yeah. okay.
0: <laughs> um, you can be fine, but there are the, there's some foot soldiers that jump up in the air and throw three psi down and i have not found like the optimal way to defeat them yet they just take all my life every time i run into them into in yeah. one of the levels
2: yeah there, I, and the super attack there are definitely a couple of enemies in this game where i'm like who who man who hired you of, of, the, of all the foot soldiers you are like <laughs> the biggest pain in the butt um i will say too one of my favorite things about this game and i hope this isn't spoiling anything because it's it's i think it's in the trailers and stuff like that uh there's an overworld between levels yeah and it is Directly inspired by the original NES Ninja Turtles game. It's one of the only great things about that game that is Aww. not a, that is a very frustrating game. It's I pe- really people have fond bad. memories of it because they had to.
0: You had no you know? other choice. Yeah. You had no other yeah. choice. But Aquaman um,
2: syndrome. Luckily, there's no underwater bomb diffusing levels that I've found so far. But the, the map overworld is just like driving the Ninja Turtles party wagon around uh, Manhattan. Yeah, it's super, super cool. <laughs>
0: It's a, mm. it's a jam that's a bop right there it really is yeah i i think uh, i i don't want to meet the person who doesn't like this game because they are dead inside and if that's wow. you i apologize but see, i i don't i want to know what happened to you who hurt you <laughs> yeah why don't you like this game pear yeah. doesn't even have any connection to ninja turtles he wasn't uh 1987 i was 10 years old when the syndicated cartoon came out and i would it briefly made me do my homework because i was at the time going to detention a lot because i wasn't handing in my homework and i was oh so gosh. excited if i
1: you're a criminal seth i
0: know yeah look at me now ha! <laughs> take that mm-hmm. um what was i gonna say oh yeah and detention would the end of detention would overlap with the start of ninja turtles when it aired on my local whatever you know channel abc um so i would either have to run home which i didn't want to do or i would have to do my homework so for a few weeks i stayed on top of my homework. Then after that I remembered how much school sucks. (laughs) I just stopped doing it. Mm -hmm. But
1: look, Raphael wants you to stay in school. Or sorry, Leonardo does. Oh, Rafael, and too, not so much. None, of them, none uh,
2: of them went to school, though. They all dropped out to live
0: in a sewer and fight crime, right? Oh. That is true. And eat pizza. And uh, and if you tried to throw batteries away, they would appear behind you and be like, Whoa, don't throw those away. Recycle Road, dude, them. Schools
1: for losers. Yeah, I, I don't know, guys.
0: They would occasionally show up. Like, I think it was Michelangelo would
2: show up in like an anti drug PSA in the 90s. And he'd be like, Yeah. A kid would close his locker and he'd be like, Whoa, don't do marijuana, dude. <laughs> it was like, What are you doing here? You don't even go to this school. Like who's who let you in? They they're privately oh, wow. schooled. They've got a sensei. Eh? They'll, you know. <laughs> they were so you know, Michelangelo has
1: to be the biggest stoner out of huh. any of the turtles. That is that true.
0: Yeah. And
2: plus, if, yeah,
0: maybe do you think being it- visited by a giant teenage turtle would make you stop <laughs>
1: doing drugs? I think so. I'd be like, wow, this yeah. stuff is really <laughs> like, Oh, man. Yeah. It was uh-huh.
0: laced with
2: PCP. Oh, I would have been like, so you eat clam and ice cream pizza sober?
0: Yeah, dude. <laughs> that
2: doesn't track. <laughs>
0: <No>. Whoa. <laughs> i kind of wish they had added and of course i haven't beaten the game yet but i kind of wish they had added those little psa's that they used to put in and that was an 80s thing every cartoon had after you got done watching like gi joe it's like oh they just uh you know waged war against an arms dealer and a terrorist organization now we're going to learn about why you shouldn't litter
2: all right i want Mm -hmm. want to point out something um very awesome mitchell Salzman, who did our review uh he's probably one of the best like just pound for pound amazing really good at video game people yes at IGN. <laughs> yeah super good um he put a poll in his review which I implore you all to go to go to the ign.com ninja shells review and it says let's settle this for uh, once and for all which is the best turtle this this is the most split poll I've ever seen it's amazing in history every single turtle is hovering right at or under or right below 25 percent it's so cool. So amazing it's kind of amazing like Raphael yeah. has a he has a perfect twenty five percent because I just voted for him he's my favorite shout out to uh, <laughs> the press sarcastic turtles um, <laughs> but everyone else is either twenty four point five or twenty five point four it's amazing it's it's so great it makes me so happy. Yeah
0: that was really surprising to me because i voted for donatello not thinking anyone else would really and i found out Same. Yeah, i found out oh one in four people are also and i'm going to tell you why i like donatello so much not just because i identified with him because he was a nerd and he liked to tinker on things but also because when you're a kid and you're playing ninja turtles somebody's like picks up a weird stick and they're like i'm Raphael. and some you try to tie two sticks together to make nunchucks with some of your mom's yarn and it never worked but you can just get like a broom handle Right. And unscrew it and then it's a bow staff no matter what you can yeah. find a bow staff anywhere you cannot find a katana laying around the house i mean maybe or a side, you, you could
2: take like salad tongs that run around your house or whatever yeah. those, those weird forks oh man um yeah, my, yeah i remember I no go for it
1: here's my donatello pitch let's hear it he wears a purple uh mask yep and if you uh go up onto the ledge in the original turtles for nes and use the staff it has the longest reach you can hit bosses without even getting hit
0: that is also true
2: amazing that's why like i've always loved raf the most he's always been my favorite turtle but like playing the original video games i was always like this feels like the weakest weapon because it's this thing's like six inches long and every like leonardo comes out there with a sword that's like three feet long it just felt like unfair but i always had to pick him.
1: Oh, Raphael yeah. was definitely the worst in the NES game. Yeah. It so yeah. he was just kind of spinning the side. They were mm-hmm. like, well, how do we animate this thing? Oh. <laughs> yeah. not know. Yeah. It was, and I got to say
0: that as much as, and easy as it was to just find a bow Staff playing, like the nunchucks are obviously the coolest. And you know that they're cool because they were banned in the UK for like years and years. I can't remember what um, weapon Michelangelo used in Teenage Mutant Hero Turtles, but it was not nunchucks because nunchucks were illegal. Maybe Dude. sausages like he did in the second movie. Remember that?
4: <laughs> that, was,
2: that oh, was yeah. like they were, at a, they were at like a sporting goods store that had like sausages or something. I don't know. Just see that
1: uh, it, was the, it was the early 90s. It was a wild time. <laughs> Nobody had quite figured retail out yet. But, yep. I'm thinking of a specific scene from Everything Everywhere All at Once. Oh, like yeah. I'm not going to spoil. You should go watch that movie. <laughs> right. Okay.
0: It came to my town to the one little like theater that would show that movie for 45 minutes. I don't even think they got through one showing in the movie. They're like, all right, it's done. Now here's uh, the ukulele Seth,
3: review. Yes? Seth, they have this thing, it's got the internet. So you can actually on your TV watch movies now.
0: I don't think you can watch that one yet. I don't think Absolutely, yes, you, you can. can. Oh, you
1: can? I oh, just really? I just it rented on an Apple TV. Oh, last
0: okay. Night. Oh, that's very exciting. My oldest son, who's now graduated high school really wants to see that movie so he'll be oh yeah seth an
3: apple tv is not actually a tv it's like a little box you hook up well
0: you know i do love a good apple pie so okay. who won't yeah. like an apple tv as do you well? like a turtle pie
2: because those were a big thing in the 90s
0: uh oh yeah that's right i
2: forgot about those they were like it was like weird a weird hostess apple pie. Hostess but they fruit were cakes. full of green ooze cream
0: it's yeah they like they left uh, some of the old like ghostbusters ecto cooler out in the sun And they're like, ah, no, what are we gonna do with this? And a marketing genius. All of those came
2: with a trading card and there was five of them total. There was like uh, all four turtles and then one hero shot of the the five of them. And when me and my brother were kids, we got those turtle pies and I opened mine up and I got Michelangelo and he was like, I got nothing. And there was no card in there and he was really sad. And so uh, for Christmas last year, I I found a full <laughs> set of them on eBay and I sent it to him. Oh my god, red no solo commercial for turtle pies. Yeah, so Man. so now he has the full set. I was like, hey, you didn't get one of these when we were kids, and I don't know why the universe did that to you. So I wanted to make it right. And he was like, That's You're so weird. cool. <laughs> such a weird dude.
0: Wait, so you get him the the cards? Or did you find like a uh, dead stock turtle pies? No, no, God. Yeah, the the, the original.
2: Well, probably the original turtle pies are one of those things that have just like they're they're fine still because they were made of nothing but like yeah that sugar sounds like and...
0: a la beast video
1: they're gonna outlast the human race yeah yeah those mm. things and cockroaches <laughs>
0: <laughs> very very closely related actually yeah but uh we talked a lot about Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Shredder's Revenge because we all love it. But Kat and I actually talked to the narrative designer. Uh, there are some mild spoilers in this interview. So if you don't want those, you'll just go back to where I'm wearing this shirt and not in my Boston Celtics hat. All right, Super Ninfrandos, very excited to talk about some Ninja Turtles here, specifically Shredder's Revenge. We have the narrative designer of Shredder's Revenge, Yannick Belzil. Joining us today from Montreal and Tribute Studios, Yannick, thank you so much for, for taking time out of your extremely busy, about to launch an amazing game schedule. We appreciate it.
1: My pleasure. Yeah, welcome.
0: I mean, obviously, I want to talk about the beautiful city of Montreal. No, we can talk about that another time. <laughs> I want to talk about Shredder's Revenge. I have played it. I am loving, I am loving this game more than I anticipated I would from the minute the game starts up and you have like this, this perfect uh, animated opening with a little bit of a remix of that classic syndicated cartoon. And there's like the graininess of the animation and then it gets into it. So I want to know, was this game like always supposed to be a Ninja Turtle game? Or was this uh, a concept uh, of this started out as something else and then eventually turned into a Ninja Turtle game?
5: Um, that's a, uh, interesting question because, uh, here at Tribute Games, like we do, um, a lot of, uh, neo retro games. So we. Try to uh, take up uh, classic genres and put our new spin to it. So uh, we haven't done like a, a, a we hadn't done a beat em up yet. But um, if we had, I bet that gameplay wise, it would have looked and felt a lot like uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles: Shredder's Revenge. Uh, but it just so happened that we got extremely lucky and uh, uh, met up with RMU, and together, like we pitched the idea of doing like a uh, TMNT beat him up to Nickelodeon, and they were excited about it. So I feel like a lot of the gameplay um, might have been uh, very similar, like with uh, original characters that we would have created, but it, it just so happened like, that we had the chance to uh, make uh, that game with the turtles.
0: Uh, it's so lucky that you were able to because it's uh one of the extremely yeah. <laughs> lucky because <laughs> instead of having to create characters you just went for the deepest possible mm. like turtles knowledge like we were talking off air about tempestra that's a yes a character could you explain a little bit uh, without oh god know. so many spoilers uh,
1: already
5: yeah oh, well, well, well i mean, so really... sorry everybody yeah it's a great, uh, uh, tempestra it really it is, is is a villain from the 1987 cartoon. I believe she appears in two episodes. Um, <laughs> yeah. One being... Oh. Tempestra's Revenge, and the other is A Knight of the Rogues, where Shredder just decides to corral a whole bunch of villains and uh, have them fight the Turtles. Uh, but basically, uh, it's uh, an episode where the Turtles go to the arcade, as we uh, all did back in the day. And uh, Leonardo just gets uh, addicted to playing, uh, to beating every single machine, but Tempestra, and through some cause and effect of events like Tempestra becomes real. And now Leonardo has to uh, beat, uh, fight her for real. And uh, like I was saying before we were recording, like uh, we feel a lot of uh, 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 kinship with Tempestra because she also creates sprites for people to beat them up. So uh, 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 Tempestra is a game developer and uh, we love her. And that's why she's <laughs> a game. <laughs> I remember that episode very
1: well, because mm. of course I was hooked on video games circa whenever this episode came out. And so I felt a real kinship to Leonardo when he became completely hooked on Tempesture's Revenge. The thing that I thought was really funny was that it was Leonardo
5: and not say like Michelangelo. Uh, <laughs> it's very strange. Well, he's uh, he's result and he's result oriented and success oriented, like Leonardo. So I can imagine like uh, Leonardo wanting to uh, finish every achievement when he's playing a game. <laughs> like if he gets sucked into a game, he like one hundred percent it for sure. Yeah. I speaking of
1: Leonardo, I want to continue a important conversation that we were having last week, in which we were talking about which turtles we enjoy playing as. And specifically, I was kind of a smack-talking Michelangelo. So I want to know, what character do you play as the most? And also, what's your Michelangelo take?
5: Um, What I'm playing uh, our uh, current game, uh, I choose April because uh, I love April. I love her rapid combo... friendly attacks. Um, if you are, if we're talking about the four uh, turtles, like I really like playing as Raphael and, um, I like Michelangelo as well. Like I feel like, uh, um, one of our, our animators, uh, our animator Mathieu, who are, who's one of the main animators, um, like he oversaw and did like the four turtles and Michelangelo is his favorite, even though he loves them all. And I feel you can see it in his, in his, animations like he's livelier he's happier uh, uh he's really really great so i love michelangelo i really like how in the uh recent idw comics michelangelo is written as the most sensitive one because uh who, who seems to have more emotional intelligence than the rest of the turtles and i think that's a pretty cool trait for him to have
0: right on i guess i'm the only one who is a uh... A a pure lover of Donatello, but that's okay. That's a conversation.
5: I I love them all. They're 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 all my friends now since I've worked on that game. Like I, I feel so much popularity rankings. I think Donatello's (laughs) up there.
0: Really? Yeah,
5: yeah, for sure. We
0: have a poll on the site right now in the review on IGN. And I was very surprised when I hit Donatello how close it was. It was like 26 to 25 to 24 to 23. It was almost evenly split. Um, uh, Everyone just loves every turtle. And I think
1: that's why I love for all the different turtles.
5: (laughs) Yes. Well, when we showed the game at PAX, like that was something that was really cool to see is seeing people coming in with oh, I get Raf, or oh, I get Leo. Like People come in with their chosen turtles and the ones that, that are really close to them. So uh, that's really always a fun thing to see. I wanted to ask, you mentioned April O'Neil. Was April
0: uh, planned from the get-go to be a playable character? Same with, uh, with uh, Master Splinter. Were they always going to be, or was it one of those things along the development where like, why don't we just... Why don't we add these as playable characters?
5: Um, they were always meant to be in the game. Like That's something okay. that was really exciting for us is to um, try, how do we make it different from the classic Konami games? And for us, it was adding characters, but also adding these beloved characters from the cartoon. And uh, uh, so we, like, we always wondered how uh, Splinter would be fighting, like figuring out his action moves. And for uh, April O'Neil, like, we just... She, there's something about April's design, like just her jumpsuit that really makes her... She looks like a fighting character or an adventure character. Yeah, she's so- got like the Bruce Lee yellow jumpsuit on, so... Yeah, exactly. So there's just something about her that feels to me that works. That's very uh, beat em up uh, aesthetic and uh, uh, creating her moves like and thinking about her moves, uh, same thing for splinter and later on for Casey Jones, like that was one of the really exciting parts of creating these characters because it was almost like we got to quote unquote, create original characters for the beat em up, even though they're not original, like we sort of got to invent them in that format. And that was uh, a treat. Right. I thought it was really interesting
1: that you went for the 1987 cartoon because mm-hmm. I mean at this point it's a 35 year old show, uh, multiple generations of kids have grown up. There have been many different turtles. I would think mm-hmm. of uh, Turtles Forever, I think it was called, where you had the 1987 turtles, meaning the IDW turtles, meaning the 2003 turtles, and they're all very different. And the 1987 turtles were always kind of the silliest and the most slapstick, as it were. So I'm curious mm-hmm. why you picked 1987, given that. Frankly, everybody who remembers that show is old, speaking for (laughs) yours truly. And then also, like, that is also the silliest. I mean, for example, the IDW uh, turtles would be, you know, they could have a striking visual aesthetic. And then there's, of course, more modern turtles. Why 87?
5: Um, well, because again, like, uh, because we are all in, uh, uh, we're all uh, young of soul, but old of body, uh, <laughs> uh in the, uh, when turtle mania exploded, which is when we were all kids, uh, or most of us attribute games, like that was the, the version of turtles that we were most familiar with that we, uh, that existed while we fell in love with it but it's also the one that it's that is in the classic like konami games which are the big big influence on our game and so it it, We really wanted that one. Also, I guess you could say from a mercantile uh, point of view, like it's the one that sold the most merch. That's still maybe the most recognizable across generations. There's still merch with those turtles on it. So that doesn't hurt. But for us, they were the turtles like we like the most, but also. I think because they are so silly and there's an inherent silliness into the cartoon, the toy line and uh, the Archie comics of the time that um, it lends, they lend themselves to have like a a more flexible adaptation. So uh, our, uh, the Raphael in our game can do like a sick suplex uh, (laughs) and look Really intense or badass, but he, it doesn't look wrong that he still has like uh, Rob Paulson's voice coming out of him and that he can fight uh, big, goofy uh, monsters. Like another thing, like it's not just the turtles, but the, the versions of the bosses and the design of the bosses uh, from the cartoon are just so evocative and so great. And they're they lend themselves to be reinterpreted uh, really well too. So I feel like the eighty-seven turtles are sort of the, mo- the most malleable turtles in a sense. Mm.
0: Yeah, uh, you mentioned a couple times now the influence of the Konami beat 'em ups, but I'm, I was as I was playing, I you know obviously there's the overworld, which instantly reminded me of the NES game. I mean, it's a little bit different, but uh, I'm wondering if Scott there's Todrick, any
1: other. You said that. He said that a bunch oh. of uh, folks over at Tribute have worked on the Scott Pilgrim game. That's right.
5: That's right. Yeah, that's um, what I, I
0: was curious as to what other sort of inspirations there are in this game that um, you know beyond just the Konami beat em ups.
5: Well, there's, uh, I would say the Konami beat em ups are the big one, but not necessarily just the turtles. There's also, uh, like the, the Simpsons, uh, is, it was a lot of fun, but it also like where we sort of borrowed the idea of having cutscenes and little mini stories carry out through a level. Like that's one of the big ones that we, uh, we borrowed from there. The thing is the same way, like the, The 87 turtles are super manageable i feel like the the konami uh, mold of beat him up is really sturdy and strong but it also lends itself to be uh uh, reinterpreted and uh, maybe modified a bit like one thing that we do like in our game is that um the fighting is more generous like if you play uh, the old games like sometimes you really have to be on the same axis as a foot soldier to properly hit him. Uh, but uh, ours is more generous. So it's removing, it's uh, uh, sending down the the frustrations uh, from the, the Konami games and um, to make them more modern. And so that there are big uh, influences. If not, I guess there's also a lot of uh, uh, visually, like we really need one to bring in like a, a more... Richer uh, detailed animations like the same way like the Capcom fighting games have um, for a lot of animators of uh, my generation uh, i've been a 2 d artist for for a little bit a while uh, uh, back in the day, and you just learn to animate and do pixel art by taking apart street fighter sprites so Wanting to bring in uh, that detailed type of animations to the Turtles was something that we really wanted to do as well.
1: Yeah. And when I was playing uh, Turtles uh, Shredder's Revenge, I was thinking about beat-em-ups and how beat-em-ups are kind of based in the old coin-operated genre. So when you play the OG Turtle game, that game, you're meant to lose. You are meant to die in (laughs) that game. The enemies are kind of unbalanced. They're going to hit you. And I think this one one of the first achievements you see is get through the first level without getting hit. And I thought it was so neat how you incorporated dodge mechanics and there's a real nuance to the actual fighting and everything, especially when you're fighting the bosses, fighting a boss in this game is so much more satisfying than in almost any turtles game that I've played to date. And what yeah. I'm wondering is, did you take any inspiration from games like say devil may cry and that kind of thing in terms of, developing the movesets, thinking about the philosophy and the combat and that kind of thing.
5: Uh, yeah, yeah, that's uh, really a part of it. Like adding stuff like uh, dodge or evade is like a, a big part of uh, trying to make the game uh, more fun and add uh, what uh, a higher skill ceiling to uh, the fighting. Because one way we're making the fighting is that we want like a, a younger kid to be able to just like button mash through the game but we also want uh, a more skilled player like to get into the nooks and crannies of, of evade and dodging and uh, having, using the, the three different types of special attacks and stuff like that. So yeah, we really wanted to have a, 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 the fighting to become a bit more complex against the bosses if you want it to be more complex as a player.
0: I wanted to know, this is just, it blew my mind when the news story dropped. How how did you get members of Wu Tang Clan involved in a Ninja Turtles game? How did you get that, Ghostface and quad
5: That's a question for uh, fine colleagues at Dotemu uh, to okay. uh, answer, because they, they're the one who took care of that. Um, I, I would like to know as well. How do you summon the <laughs> Wu Tang Clan? Um, I don't know if it's uh, lighting up incense, uh, flashing the W <laughs> signal. Uh, uh, I don't know how it well, happens. It But uh, uh, I'm glad that it did. The first time I I heard the track, I mean, I heard that this might happen, but you never know until you have the the actual uh, uh, MP3 or .Wave uh, on your computer. And when I clicked on it and I started listening to it, I was like, hmm, this is amazing. This is great. So we we were really thrilled that it could happen. Uh, again, that's the magicians at dot uh, who made that happen. Who are super great part- partners into making this game. Like uh, they worked on uh, the published Streets of Rage four. So these guys have like uh, uh, gameplay wise, they have like twenty twenties uh, 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 beat them up uh, knowledge and culture. So sometimes like uh, we were too. uh, uh absorbed uh, into what we were doing. And they would play the game and say, oh, this needs a bit of tweaking or adding to something. Or they were really great into helping us uh, not only making the game, but you know, making sure that a lot, a lot of people know about it, including the Wu-Tang Clan. Yeah, right.
0: You always <laughs> want Wu-Tang to
1: know when you're up no, to yeah. something. Yeah, Wu-Tang goal.
5: was even in this. I don't know, I don't know what's going on. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, Ghostface uh, and Raekwon. Uh I mean, they are a record a song. Yeah. Oh, yeah. OK, yeah, that makes sense. Mm-hmm. I, I heard some vocalized music uh, while mm-hmm. I was playing the game. So that must have been it um, mm-hmm. in a in another interview. You, there was mentioned that there wouldn't be DLC, costume DLC because mm-hmm. uh, the turtles are really hard to animate, that kind of thing. Um, the trench coats, for ex- like there was some talk about wanting to include the trench coats, but like there's too many frames of animation going on mm-hmm. in a relatively small team. But I'm wonder, what I'm wondering is, is, there, is the door open for other kinds of DLC, um, you know, kind of an expansion pack or remix levels or that kind of thing?
5: um not so far but um it's really encouraging that the game is not already out and people are asking about the uh, dlc uh it's uh it's i take it as an awesome compliment uh, i think it's something that we'd uh, all like to do but uh that'll be depending on uh, the reception and uh, if uh nickelodeon wants to, uh, to do that as well because they're the, they're they're the turtles are toys that uh, we get to play uh, with, uh, because of them. So um, DLC is something we'd like to do. But as of this moment, when the, gun, the, the game comes out, it's considered complete. Okay. I was wondering if there's
0: any, I mean, there's a million deep cuts in here. Uh, I, won't, I won't spoil any more. But was there anything that you really wanted to see added to the game that you just couldn't, for whatever reason, pull off?
5: Um, I wanted to put, it, put in even more, uh, cameos from characters, either from the Archie comics, from the cartoons or from the toy line. But, um, I had to be refrained at one point because I was like, let's put this guy here. Like, where, where can we put Ace Doc? I know Ace <laughs> Doc only appears on television, so he's technically fictional in that universe, but maybe we could put Ace Doc somewhere and a whole bunch of other characters, but, uh, really like one thing that we are we always concentrated like we have to make uh, the best game possible first and that's directing our resources into making the game. It's not uh, me pleading with an animator to please uh, uh, can we make it that uh, Kerma the elderly turtle from Planet Sheldrila appears and says hi in the background like that doesn't help anything gameplay wise as much as I want it to be in the in the game. So uh, I would love to put more cameos uh, in there. But uh, maybe again, if we get to do DLC, maybe th- there's going to be more of it. So we'll Ooh. see. I'm just going to put it out there right now. And if this is in the game, I have I'm only
0: on level eight. But if there's mm-hmm. a if there's an opportunity for you to put vanilla ice in the game, <laughs> I'm just a whole vanilla so, ice level, just a whole yeah. vanilla ice level, just
5: cruising in your five Yeah, I'm like about. we we all love Rob Van Winkle, and hopefully yeah. we can find a place for him someday uh, in oh. there if we ever do more. But that that'd be great. Oof. That'd be great. Look, if we got if we got the Wu Tang <laughs> Clan, I feel like vanilla ice must must be a reasonable ask.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, you're I, giving me so much hope right now.
5: Even playing this game,
1: I think this is literally the first time in 25 years that I've thought of Irma and Vernon from the 1987 show. The the characters who work at Channel 6 News alongside with Mm -hmm. April. I'm like, there's like so much from the original uh, cartoon that I hadn't even thought about. And I, I like some of the more subtle references. Like, I think in the very first episode, they go to the zoo to get the... Uh, the rhinoceros and the boar to transform bebop and rock steady and there's an entire zoo level that uh that have the little guys that get out the the and their rhinoceroses charging around i'm like that has to be a reference to that
5: yeah yeah that's something that we thought was uh, really fun like again uh on the 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 konami tip like stampeding animals are not to sunset riders but uh we just thought like if we could have stamp- stampeding Whichever creatures, like we could put some references to Bebop and Rocksteady and to just... There's something really funny about putting mutant uh, animals with actual animals. Like that just is weird and off-putting in a sense, but that's is sort of <laughs> pretty funny. So we couldn't pass it up.
1: There's some really good boss fights in this one too. Uh, I really like Racking um, mm-hmm. with uh, the waves of rats coming in. He jumps out, just playing the flute, and then he comes down and then he... For some reason, is doing Zangief uh, lariat throws. <laughs> <So>. Yes, <laughs>
5: <laughs> like he's a buff dude. Like I think he can do it. Like he, he works out mm-hmm. for sure. Like he just he, he just hangs on one of those subway or sewer pipes and just chin ups for sure. <laughs> uh, I think I was going to ask what your personal favorite pizza is.
0: Real tough question, I know.
5: You know, I'm, uh, I'm on, a, uh, on a controversial streak in these media interviews uh, that oh, no. I, I'm on record as saying that I do like anchovies on my pizza. I and don't think there's uh, anything wrong with that. I feel like if there's something uh, wrong about the Turtles as, the fran- as a franchise, they did a lot of anti-anchovy messaging. And I'm, <laughs> I'm here to, to set the record straight. Now, someone might might say that they look disgusting, and the texture is awful, and they'd be right. But <laughs> the salt, I love it yeah, on the lie. pizza.
1: It's it's great. great eighty seven turtles. It. The eighty seven turtles poisoned me against sushi for years because
5: <laughs> yeah. sushi is great. Yeah, sushi is great. Like for, for people uh, uh, who live in a sewer, like they have like a big opinions <laughs> about raw fo- uh, raw fish. <laughs> come on guys they put like peanut butter on their pizza like what's going on here guys yeah and splinter loves sushi and that's why we have like a little sushi power up in the game but he doesn't get to eat it all the time because he's always eating pizza because of his of his sons who are who won't eat anything that's not triangle shaped i guess (laughs) (laughs) that is true obviously pull from turtles 4. I, i think turtles
1: 4 is the most mm. obvious you include it in the moveset and everything but i'm wondering if there are other turtle games that are less obvious that you pulled inspiration from We already mentioned the og uh, nes turtles game or even other beat-em-ups
5: well we have a a, a bunch of uh, moves that the turtles perform that are from uh, uh ninja turtles tournament fighters that is oh, sort cool. of an un- undersung fighting game but that was really nice at the time with a really like big sprites that were a lot of fun so like Raphael making a suplex that like, that's a move uh, that he does in um in tournament fighters and some of the special moves of the turtles are are taken from tournament fighters and even then like uh the turtles will often cry out the name of uh, of some of uh, these moves like uh, michelangelo says dynamite strike which is one of his moves from tournament fighter but I don't think he says it in the actual game. I think it's only written in the instruction booklet. So for me, making sure that we have uh, uh, Coleman Townsend, the original Michelangelo voice say dynamite strike and making sure that's in the game. Like that brought me a lot of, uh, of nerd pleasure to sort of <laughs> canonize it somehow because once the, the original voices say it, it's canon.
0: Yeah that was a really surprising thing to me was that you were able to bring the original turtle voice cast mm-hmm. back what how much of a of a process was that I mean that I imagine that they're they're not all just like living together in the same house I imagine you No know, they all live pretty- in a
5: sewer somewhere <laughs> Uh, Yeah, I I, I wish they were, but it seems to me like uh, uh, doing conventions in the last couple of years, they might have become closer as friends uh, from doing the convention circuits like over the years. But um, again, like that's something that was undertaken by our uh, good friends at .MU because like when we were making the game, again, we were not sure what we'll be able to do a uh, uh, voice acting wise. And even like in a video game, especially like a beat em up, you can't really count on having too much of that. Like you, you don't know uh, how much space or resources you're going to have for that uh, production wise. So for a while, when we were making the game, we were like, well, I guess we'll have a bunch of grunts, pain grunts and an occasional pizza time and cowabunga here and there. But then it uh, became, uh, uh clear that we would have like more voice acting so that was really exciting and i got to write like a couple of lines and then when we knew for sure that we got uh the original voices of the turtles and cam clark and barry gordon who are leonardo and donatello are also bebop and rocksteady. uh that meant that we that i could write more lines for these characters like i got really excited because that's, one thing i feel like uh, wait sorry i was gonna say that's very cool Yeah, that's very cool. And one thing that's uh, when you rewatch the old cartoon, like, you can't say that as an action adventure cartoon. It's uh, amazing. But as a sitcom with strong comedic performances, it's really, really good. Like everyone's performances are so great. And they, um, they, they, they make the characters so uh, uh, indelible. Like, I feel like there are These voice actors are a huge part of the Turtles popularity and the notion of understanding them as characters like it really comes from their performance. And even then, like their performance informed a lot of how we animated them. So to get their actual voices uh, to be in the game, like for us, it was getting. uh, Well, I'm in Canada, so we're members of the Commonwealth. So it was like being knighted by the queen. Uh, (laughs) It was very exciting.
0: I, 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 this isn't a spoiler, but one uh, of my, my favorite moment, like, well, one of my favorite moments comes like right at the start of the game when you start the first level, Big Apple, three PM, which is p. M. of course <laughs> a, a reference. Yeah, I love that so much, and I'm curious as to what your, you know, do you have a favorite line or a favorite reference in the game?
5: Well, that one is really funny because it almost like didn't happen like I was uh, oh, really? looking back about uh on the the lines for the, the the levels and seeing like which uh level lines we were attributing to each voice actors and I went up to uh our creative director and i was like we have a new york level and i'm we're not calling it big apple three p m what are we doing and he's <laughs> like, "You're right and then I changed it into the yeah the big Google Sheets documents that, that uh, in which we put all of our lines. And then uh, uh, that was really, so uh, I wrote a lot of lines that amuse myself. Like it was again, because I think of these guys as really uh, gifted comedy performers. So writing new funny lines for them, like uh, was really exciting. Uh, references wise uh, throughout the game, there's a bunch I really, really like, but one of the more, deeper cut ones is in level 10 as we it's uh, somewhat of a street level and uh, you can see a background reference to uh, the mgm studios uh, live action tmnt show uh, that was there back in the 90s like you would step out and there would be like uh four uh big mascot dressed up as the turtles and april was there and on their stage was this uh this sort of uh metal uh uh, blinders uh type of thing that was uh painted to look like uh the second time around which is april's uh goodwill store that she she has so we took us i found like a specific picture of that of that stage element and put it in one of our documents. And I was like, "Oh, it'd be cool if we had that like in the background." And uh, our wonderful artist, uh, background artist uh, Stefan, put it there, and I was really happy. Wow, which is an okay. extremely silly thing to be happy about, but that's oh, no, no, no. the brain that oh, I that's got. A great so- reference. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's so many
1: polls in this. Mm-hmm. I- one thing that stood out to me is when this game was announced, there was so much warmth and so much excitement for this game, maybe more so than any beat-em-up that I've seen. And I'm wondering, were you taken off guard by how excited people were for the return of a Turtles beat-em-up that looks
5: this good? Um... Given that I was like sort of on the front lines of seeing that game being made, and I know everyone involved in, to make, uh, in making it, I know that everyone is giving it their all and everyone loves it and wants to make the best possible games. And uh, we all played in the, these games in the arcade as a kid, and then we wanted to make the, the, the best version of it. So any uh, feelings of being taken aback about the reactions or being nervous are sort of uh, uh, strengthened by knowing that the whole team loves it, the whole team is confident, and the whole team wants to make it work. Uh, Seeing uh, people react to it was really heartwarming because it was like, oh, I guess we're on the right track. But it was also like, boy, we have to work extra hard to make sure that it's good. But at the same time, we all love these characters so much we're not surprised to see that a whole bunch of people out there uh, love loves them as much as we do so uh, and i feel like something that's uh that you know i'm hearing from you guys and i'm hearing uh and reading in in reviews is that uh people sense the love that we have for the characters and for that world uh it's not um it's not something we, well, we do do it for a paycheck because that's our living, but it's not uh, entirely mercenary in that sense. Like it's uh, characters that we love doing. So it's very special for us and we're just glad to see that it seems uh, pretty special for uh, everyone else. Yeah, you can definitely,
0: you can feel the heart coming through when you play this game. You can absolutely feel the love for the source material. I think we have time for one last question. I was going to ask, How did it feel today when you started seeing the review embargo lift and those reviews started coming in? It must have been a pretty exciting mood around the office.
5: Uh, yeah it's really exciting of course like we're still doing a lot of promo stuff and making sure that the uh, launch is going great and of, of course uh no uh, launch is uh, without it's you know you have to think about patches and making sure that every possible uh, bug is stamped out and stuff like that so we're we still have our eye on that ball but at the same time uh yeah it's really great to see uh the all these glowing reviews come out coming out. Uh, I feel like for a lot of us it's probably already like the best reviewed game that we've worked on, and uh, that feels again that feels heartwarming because uh, uh, it's so important to us and one thing is like it's not just loving the turtles but they they are a, a beat them up institution so if you like that genre, somehow you have a certain appreciation for the turtles so the fact that it seems to be accepted like as a good beat-em-up and as a good uh, incarnation of the Ninja Turtles. Um, it's doubly uh, uh, heartwarming in a sense that we, we were on the right track for both uh, these targets. Very cool. Kat, did you have any final questions? I
1: think your game is lit. I'm having such a great time playing it. <laughs> Thanks. Uh, I cannot wait to try the six-player co-op this weekend with a bunch of friends online. Uh, congratulations on making uh, this you. wonderful game that I didn't realize I had been waiting for for 25
5: years.
0: Yeah, I, my kids are fairly much older than most people's kids are, but they were very excited when they found out that I had this game. And now this weekend, we're all going to play together and just beat the snot out of some foot soldiers. So congratulations on a wonderful game. And on the the release is tomorrow, I believe. Yes, yes, oh, it it's, the, uh, today the is 16th. the release. Of oh, I'm sorry. Episode, so. That's right. This yeah, episode, it, it's actually out now. Go get it because it's, it's out super now. Fun Buy it. And you're going to absolutely love it. Um, yeah, yeah. Means, thank okay. you very much. Thanks, guys. And we appreciate it. And uh, any, any last words?
5: Uh, I, I guess Kalabunga is a good last word. So it's going to be cowabunga.
0: <laughs> <The> perfect one.
5: <laughs> Excellent. Radical. Yeah.
0: <laughs> we're back from the interview wow incredible i can't believe cat we were able to change our <laughs> outfits so quickly like that
1: i mean hey i'm wearing the same outfit i matched up
0: uh, I'm uh,
1: there's a professional
3: amateur. right there
1: that's Not, why she's um, an industry legend actually uh Harry, you were talking about the frame rate issues a bit a little bit Af- after the interview was done we talked about that briefly and they were like oh yeah uh there are some weird frame rate hitches going on because I think they sped up the animation actually. Oh. Uh and they were definitely noticing that and discussing it on their discord, so they're working on a fix for it.
0: Oh good. Yes. Speak. Awesome, so, awesome. Yeah, and I also asked him not to patch out the you can juggle a foot soldier pretty much infinitely with Donatello if you stand oh, in the right place. So yeah, them. you can just Well, I asked him not to because patch
2: Donatello's it out.
1: Donatello is the best turtle.
0: Exactly.
2: Infinite
1: juggles. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, we didn't even yeah, talk he made I haven't even a cup of espresso.
0: <laughs> yeah,
1: that's right.
2: He does make a good cup of espresso. Yeah,
1: he
0: uses the uh the 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 freezer that they have Akira's remains in from the movie and he just makes <laughs> a single drop of espresso out of it. But all right, Ninja Turtles, we love that, but there was also a billion news items that happened this week. None of which were a Nintendo Direct until we obviously post this episode and then they'll announce it. But Sunbreak demo for Monster Hunter Rise is out right now so if you're interested in monster hunter rise and you want to play the demo go do it after you, you don't even have to turn off the show you can actually listen to the show while it's downloading depending on your downloading speeds i don't know how they are but uh then there is this game agent 64 which is trying to scratch that GoldenEye itch uh which everybody fondly remembers goldeneye i recommend fondly remembering it and maybe not trying to replay it because it's not as much fun or at least Aww. i should say
3: i didn't find it to be as fun as i remember
0: it's it's It's, true i think
3: like agent 64 so obviously it's gonna run smoothly right so it's not like goldeneye's biggest issue is that we are now accustomed to smoother frame rates and it it does it does feel a little hard to go back but uh, agent 64 runs smoothly it looks very much like goldeneye like really blocky you know characters and textures but the big thing about this game is that people can make their own campaigns so you can make missions and share them so
0: i think i think this is going to be really cool when it's done mm-hmm. yeah i'm looking forward to it so there was also the news that toby fox wanted to help uh Itoy make mother four which we all know is never going to happen but thank you toby for the uh for go- giving it the old college try there the switch this is a surprise to no one was the number one selling uh piece of video game hardware for the month of may which was also the lowest selling Month in the last two years for all video game hardware, Xbox was at the top by I think money generated, but that's because it's what two two and a half times as expensive as the Nintendo Switch. So what a surprise! Everyone loves the Nintendo Switch. Switch Sports, by the way.
3: You know, like this is you can tell PlayStation is still having real supply issues there, right? Um, Yeah. But yeah, congrats to Xbox. Obviously, I I love my Series X. So.
1: Yeah I, think, yeah, I think I think they're all wonderful systems. Yep. My dual sense is sitting right over there.
0: Yep. And it's just it's glowing right now. It's so mad that we're disparaging the sony playstation i think if it was glowing the battery would die instantly (laughs) oh man
2: it does run out of battery really fast i did i I am i'm mostly playing ps5
3: right now i have to say because like what's a horizon is winding down until we get the new dlc but like so i'm i'm actually playing the other horizon mostly
1: so what is it with sony controllers anyway like sony controllers die within one playthrough i might switch pro controller can go hours, yeah. days, days. days? Yeah. <laughs> there's a there's a lot going
3: on. So it it they always have very showy ground effects, right? Like they're very <laughs> very tricked out with their lights and everything. And then it does it does have you know like shoulder button tension, all of that stuff yeah. comes at battery costs. So. Mm-hmm. I, I i do love the way games feel on that controller but yeah, yeah. you have to remember to plug it in We're there's constantly also out draining of battery. battery
1: life for a feature i always turn off i know the resistance on those shoulder buttons are the most obnoxious thing what yeah. that is the you, best I love part it. I, love it. I love it i like it <laughs> oh i i cannot deal when i'm like firing and it's like uh push oh, as no hard way, as that's or the playing Stefa. No, absolutely not. I love it. it.
3: You can turn it off, obviously. But I will say, like, the Pro Controller, like, you can find a Pro Controller, like, buried in the garden, and it's like, (laughs) oh. Battery's still
0: good. Yeah, right? Same with
3: like,
2: like same with like an old like DS or 3D. I had like a Game Boy Micro that I swear I lost the charging cable for like nine <laughs> years ago, and every now and then I'll pull it out of a drawer and I'll be like,
1: "Oh, cool, still works."
2: <laughs> like yeah. the
1: light. What's weird is I don't think I've charged my 3DS in years, and yet it always works every mm-hmm. time I turn it on. Like yeah. the battery just does not train on that thing
0: i uh the game gaming watch the super mario gaming watch i rearranged my office and i was like oh my god i've been looking for this forever and i went to plug it in hit the power button as i was plugging it in and it turned on i was like well that's awesome yeah same yep, story good job i don't know what magic nintendo uses well i kind of do if, they don't
3: they've made handhelds for longer than some of us have been alive right
0: that is also true and then they, they don't have resistive buttons and uh you know glowing headphone jacks that, crazy it, weird things like that yeah it's 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 all good the pro controller is great everyone should get one i don't remember i don't know how well the pro controller sold but i can guarantee you that for the month of june the nintendo excuse me the dual sense was going to be is going to be the number one selling because it was on sale for 59 dollars, and everyone was like i want three midnight purple baby uh let's Six. see oh switch sports and kirby topped the software charts which i didn't expect that either especially Kirby I thought Kirby would have fallen off pretty pretty rapidly but nope people love them some Kirby so amazing
5: game I, I actually yeah, saw
3: you y- I have to plug IGN playlist go to ign.com/playlist if you want to catch up on the games we talked about here on the show or find lists from great people like Cat for example but like I saw Kirby showing up really high in the IGN playlist uh, rankings oh, which I thought was unusual I've never seen You know, a Kirby game connect with the IGN audience the way uh, this one has. It's number 19 out of 100,000 games. (laughs) um,
4: Wow! So yeah,
3: it's right now it's number 19, right behind Animal Crossing and The Last of Us Part Two. So a lot of people are playing that game and adding it to their list, and the user ratings are really positive too. That's because I
1: thought it was a top five Switch game. Yeah. Uh, When I finished it, I was. Uh, it was just a joy a, a true delight to play. And yeah. honestly, I liked it better than Super Mario 3D Land, that oh. kind of thing. Uh, every level is so tight. Uh, the camera angles are so much fun. Uh, there's, the exploration is really well handled. And it's surprisingly epic, especially mm-hmm. at the yeah. end. Uh, it's perfect. Would nice. you say it's the best Kirby game? yeah definitely. All I think right. I've said that i've I've said as much every episode that's <laughs> yeah. the best curvy episode It's the best curvy game, and it's not close
2: that's, that's get, the box, there's bro. i mean there's this like magical thing that's been happening for a very long time on switch where this the first party software and a lot of third party software is just generating crazy sales, a ton of uh like excitement with, with people people are just like lashing on to software. On Switch in ways I don't think I've ever really seen before. Like it's yeah. it's fascinating, and it just it makes me really happy as somebody who likes a lot of like a lot of the a lot of the big stuff that Nintendo does, but also lot the weirder, deeper cut stuff. Because someone is sitting there somewhere, being like, "Oh, uh I don't know d- get get another get another Punch Out! Pick, wake up those oh Goofy Land guys! <laughs> like, <let's> get every,
0: <laughs> throw everything we got at this thing! Call um, the ice climbers back! Call the ice climbers! Back. Don't you don't have to we call them." Either i will say that i think if the supply issues weren't what they were i think playstation 5 would probably be the top selling console but at the same time i have to wonder if maybe they sell out because you can't get one like people are like "Ah, i gotta get one ah," and they just buy it regardless but who knows it's let's see
2: i uh, think it's also like i don't know it's it you can like everyone on the show probably owns multiple nintendo switches at this point right or has bought one and then traded it in and got another one and stuff like that i'm sure a lot of people listening are in their same boat or you know it's one of those things where you can buy them easier for gifts for family members and friends and stuff like that um the the software isn't 70 dollars. So there's a lot of factors it's, that i think make yeah. it it's like a lot more of a kind of consumer friendly system it's it's cheaper to get in there's you know a much bigger game library at this point for brand new games than yeah. the ps5 or series x even have and um yeah it's just awesome like the, a lot of the a lot of the software is that sort of like you know easy 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 you know easy to play hard to master type stuff so mm-hmm. it scales well to to all players so it's
0: yeah it's a fantastic system yeah good job well, well, deserved. <laughs> well good job nintendo you did it again now they'll announce the nintendo di- uh, switch 2 during the direct right after we record today Nintendo
1: so. of switch U, it's like the <laughs> switch but much worse it's it'll be weird tra-
0: and we don't understand why they did that but then we'll uh, do the show for five years trying to figure out what i'm just about. i you know i i don't think nintendo is going to make that mistake but there's just part of me it's the same with like being a boston celtics fan they're legendary um legendary team they've won 18 championships or 19 championships but i'm still like oh i don't know if they're gonna be able to pull it off but i think i i really do worry that whatever the next switch is they're gonna like trip and they're gonna be like congratulations it straps to your face and i, it's, think so.
3: I, I don't think anymore. so i think
1: i think this is yeah I, go ahead pair.
3: no i think they i think they found a model that works for the for a while you know it's like when when they created the nintendo ds they went oh yeah we're gonna we're gonna stick with this idea for a while right well i think that's what's happening with the switch
0: but i think the nintendo ds was a big risk i remember when it first yeah. came out i remember watching like x play and people were like i don't understand why you would ever like need touch and i remember he was playing uh, ridge racer He's like, I'm steering with a stylus. This is so pointless. Like nobody sort of figured it out. And once it, it caught on, it was. Yeah, but,
1: yeah. I mean, it, it I would was go completely as far boring. as to say that weird Nintendo is dead. Yep. That Nintendo is entering a much more conservative era in the way that it handles its software, and I think it's going to be playing it quite safe with both its franchises, how they spin out their franchise and then the consoles and that let's kind
2: of thing. let's not rule out that within the last few years they made um, buildable cardboard backpacks mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> that nobody bought yeah.
2: Uh, yeah. like a, a hula hoop that you had to squeeze really hard to get strong. Like <laughs> there, there's definitely like I think I think hardware wise they're still they're they're a mm-hmm. lot more by the books than they've ever been, right? Um, but software wise, I think they still manage to get a little strange here and there. That is true. Um,
1: like part of their uh, identity. Yeah.
2: And any yeah.
3: and a and, and a standalone NES game as a game and watch unit is kind of weird too. So That is like, true. Yeah. I think we'll see that, but I think Kat, you're talking about their mainline stuff. They're mm-hmm. they're not gonna replace the Switch suddenly with something that is a phishing controller with a
2: screen built in. Mm. yeah right. Although so they did the that i got to say they did that with lava yeah. <laughs> um, but i i think and we've talked about this before right but like one of the really interesting things that's happening this generation is nintendo has been uh scoped for so long to be able to support multiple uh products at the same time right they had like their handheld division and their uh console division and the two never really like they they, they made like kind of like meager attempts to make those those lines communicate here and there, you know, to varying degrees of success. But right now they've got all of those systems going in unison consolidated on one hybrid platform. And what that means is that the software release cadence is awesome. It means that every couple of weeks we're getting another game. And those things used to be spread across different platforms. At one point even three remember wasn't didn't like Reggie at one point was like, we have three pillars oh yes the uh the yeah. i think the wii u was supposed to be the third pillar it, i i believe it was like it was like the game boy advance the gamecube oh. and then it was a ds yeah the ds, the DS oh, the okay pillar. that's right that's right and you're like yeah. what has thir- three pillars like uh a bar stool Obviously. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we designed our business model after a bar stool. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so right now we have like, you know, they're not like distracted by this thing where they're like, oh, we got to make some GBA games this month or some DS games this month. Everything just comes to Switch. And it's stuff yeah. that like might have worked as a handheld game. Um, and it's stuff that might have worked as a console game. But if, you're, if you own a Switch, you're just getting everything, this consolidated laser beam of everything that they make. And it's really awesome. It's like, it's mm-hmm. it's it's really fun to be a Nintendo fan right now.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I remember back in 2016 being actually pretty skeptical of the Nintendo Switch's oh, yeah. prospects. Yeah, Because it seemed to me that it was stuck in kind of an awkward middle ground where it wasn't as powerful as say a PS5 or a traditional console, but also mobile devices existed. And so I'm like, okay, outside of the strength of its handheld, what is Nintendo's niche? And also traditionally, Nintendo handhelds have been best-selling thing Mm -hmm. so i'm seeing here going wow they're really putting all of their eggs in one basket they're putting their chips down right here either the switch is amazing and incredibly successful or nintendo's in real trouble at this point Mm -hmm. but sure enough like nintendo switch found its niche it turns (laughs) out that the conventional wisdom around mobile devices like ipads replacing uh, dedicated handheld devices was wrong yep and the switch is awesome cuz of yeah. the hybrid thing
2: it's also the 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 games that we thought it you know we thought it, it, the switch won't be able to run this game this game this game this franchise this franchise that's going to be the death of it not at all you know like it doesn't it doesn't have call of duty it doesn't have cyberpunk it doesn't care it doesn't need those no. things to succeed. so it doesn't need it you know
1: and i don't About animal crossing yeah
2: exactly and i think like exactly. the audience too is not necess- you know like i think if you put a call of duty on switch maybe it would do well you know but i don't think that that's really what people are here for and that's fine like it's if it it found its own groove you know
3: if somebody made a d-make with ghost in the main role or or SOPA, whoever and did a top down commando style shooter called call of duty something i think it would do kilo
0: numbers on oh yeah the
2: Switch,
1: I, I would play like that an too. isometric game kind of yep. like or something. yeah, like that. Oh, yeah.
0: yeah Come on. all of well. duty go it's a puzzle game i played yeah. well, i believe it was
2: modern warfare <laughs> entirely on the nintendo ds i don't know if any of you played that port it's, <laughs> nobody played <laughs> it, that port it or. is hilarious please look up a let's play for this look up some videos um uh-huh. there's like that scene at the end where like the bridge blows up and it's just like six polygons it's amazing <laughs> yeah very you know so yeah do that again wow.
0: <laughs> all right all right uh the biggest news of course this week was persona 3 4 and 5 are not coming to switch so that's the biggest news no just kidding the biggest news is the fire emblem leak there's a fire emblem we, we didn't know that there was going to be a new fire emblem nobody could have seen it coming and it there's leaked out fire. nobody could have seen another fire emblem coming. nobody thought they were ever going to make another fire emblem and then here we are talking about fire emblem leaking out i can't remember the name of it off the top of my head so somebody please rescue me uh fire emblem four pillars three pillars
2: yeah three pillars
0: okay the barstool Very cool <laughs> yep <laughs>
2: uh
3: yeah some pictures leaked out and some information and it's been a it's a rumor that's been flying around for a long time i'm sure cat heard it uh a while back too and it it, it was one of those you know is is it real? Is it not? Is it a spin-off? Is it like a Fire Emblem Warriors type game? Because Gust is in, involved in it. You know, it's not an intelligent systems entirely developed by 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 them sort of title. Um the screenshots that, that leaked out look real. They look weird. All of the text is in Chinese. Um if you were gonna fake something, you'd probably not put Chinese characters
0: <laughs> in it. Uh Unless you were so I, stupid, you didn't know the difference.
3: Oh, no, but mm. it's real Chinese. And, um,
0: no, like it's, it's not fake. Yeah, I learned hair can
3: green. No, Chinese. it, like, it, you know, it has a main character who has like split hair colors. Yeah. It's, it's too weird to make up. It mm-hmm. can only be Nintendo. Yeah.
2: One of the reasons you can tell it's real is because it's not filmed diagonally through the worst <laughs> cell phone ever made despite the fact that everybody has like 4K cameras in their pockets
0: right, and it doesn't have like a, t- a a a watermark at the top this is nintendo yep. confidential do not leak yeah <laughs> But I mean, like this could point towards, you know, when we get our
3: Nintendo Direct very soon, uh, that that could be one of the reveals at that event, you know, because it's obviously out there at companies that are leaking, which doesn't usually happen out of Nintendo in Japan, right? It happens when a third party company or marketing company or whatever, or localization company is involved. That's usually when these leaks happen like that. Uh, So that could point towards it being in the Direct. And maybe persona 3 4 and 5 you can't rule that out seth
0: i think you can i think mm-hmm. they did not correct me if i'm out, wrong but didn't come they, on. Didn't they put out a statement saying that it's just xbox and playstation yeah uh, the
1: switch fans immediately got very mad of course about ps3 p3 p4 and p5 not coming on on switch but I, my take was like, oh, I mean, it just means that they're not exclusive on PlayStation anymore. Mm-hmm. It's 100% only be good news. A Switch, a Switch port is inevitable at this point. Come on.
3: Hey, this is yeah. a this is a Japanese developer, a Japanese publisher, and when they look at their weekly charts in Japan of consoles and games sold, there is no Xbox on there. The fact right. that it's coming to Xbox means it's coming to Switch. It's
0: no longer okay. locked
3: up in the I PlayStation. I hope array. you're right
0: because this i it also will ride play yeah i've mm. tried playing persona 5 on uh, i pl- tried playing it on my playstation 4 and i just like that i just like to play this kind of game handheld i just that's how i prefer to play all my role-playing games now so i'm really hoping you're right because i've never so actually it. played through something
1: on steam you can play it on steam deck that's right if that is true i have my
0: steam deck right over there i could play it in yeah, one hour it's... increments Anyway, like I, it's 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 one
3: of those things where you know people are reading into reading something into the absence of information. When it, it it's a little bit like you know in a kung fu movie, there's like somebody standing in the background who looks like a badass. You're not gonna watch that scene and go like, "Well, he's not gonna do anything in this movie, right?" Yes. There's a call It's a direct, writing, coming, that, a direct coming, and one version of persona hasn't been announced yet. Yeah.
2: All right, all right. Nintendo well, fans will they'll they'll get their wishes here. And also, I think they just need something new to be furious about now that we saw Hollow Knight Silk Song at the Xbox <laughs> event. They need something new to spam the chat with before every direct. And so. Uh-huh. This is it. This is this is the new the new the new the new chase. So, the oh, like
4: thing. Mm-hmm. The,
3: yeah. the Hollow Knight thing was it's it's day one game pass, right? Which kind of torpedoes the old theory that Nintendo would work really hard to have an exclusive debut or something. Yeah. Right. No, it's it's going to be it's going to be everywhere.
2: It would yeah, be nice sure. if we knew uh a Nintendo was part of this, you know, summer summer game zone, summer of gaming, Whatever this the, you know, and D E summer or whatever game. it is. Like I like I I've had a I've had a blast this summer watching all the events and showcases and stuff like that. But it like we're now slowly getting out of that window where everybody had their showcases and Nintendo hasn't had theirs yet.
1: And Yeah. What's um, today's episode number? 616 616 616? Mm-hmm. I think
3: on episode 618 we'll have a little bit more to say. I
0: agree.
1: I Whoa, think- that just made headlines everywhere oh, now yeah. every nintendo is, that's what everybody is predicting it's june 28th or 29th what are you talking about oh yeah
0: i was gonna say 29th like i read the same source cited in about 50 different articles and then those articles all the leakers would...
1: are going actually it wasn't june 15th it was june 28th that's what i've been saying all <laughs> along yep. yeah oh,
0: i had it mixed up. my source uh made a typo and uh, it was obviously this...
3: for the record yeah. we all said it wasn't june 15th yeah what? It was well, not. We said oh, that's,
1: that's what we said on Nintendo Voice Chat. You remember that show? For all oh, Seth was out. Now. Seth was out. Yeah, I wasn't. That's right. I was. Uh, I
0: wasn't in the studio. Or maybe that was when my son yeah. was graduating. Yeah. But
3: yeah. hey, back to Fire Emblem. I'm excited like with Emblem. any Fire Emblem news, and you know, there's rumors of a Fire Emblem uh, remake as well. Um, oh, um, in addition to to this, so um, yeah, yeah. Fire
1: Emblem Four remake. Yep. We were just talking about that last week, pair. Exactly. Uh, genealogy of the Holy War. We've been wanting that one. <laughs> will did quite it. a while. Yeah. yeah. So yeah so also,
3: also, I will oh. Tactics Ogre remake into existence too. Yes. Unfortunately, well yeah. good job. Unfortunately, no Switch version announced yet, but we'll.
1: see Final Fantasy Tactics remake next. Can yeah. use Ooh. your powers to get okay. one of those.
3: Okay, I'll I'll I'll, right. I'll
0: think really hard about
1: that. to know what you doing? Final Fantasy Tactics is right over there. Yeah.
0: I just want the, the pixel remasters to come to Nintendo Switch for God's oh, sake.
4: I, I I, a, I,
3: I'm working on that too. Oh, thanks, Pear. <laughs> I appreciate
0: it. Yeah, thanks,
3: Pear.
1: I think that might. I w- I think those might get announced at the direct. I don't have any inside information on that one, but just a um, feeling. It's just a hunch. You know, they're all out now so sure. i'm sure oh, that would be great very taxing love... hardware wise though
0: yeah that is true they're
1: you know, so pretty i've been playing on, they on steam deck i they really did
0: like a very them. good job and i did yeah. not expect that i thought it was going to be kind of hideous actually um but it's not it's quite lovely the i have music yeah Ooh, just bring us incredible. a collection and have incredible a soundtracks really yeah i mean they, they always have been amazing but that's 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 a dream all right fire emblem Maybe this will be the one that I play for a little while and get hooked on it, but I don't know. We'll see. We'll see in the future. Did
1: you didn't play three houses? I did.
0: You weren't in it?
1: I, I mean, did. I give I give all of out. these games. I give all of
0: these games a, a very uh a committed try because I don't wanna sound like I, I just played the the first battle. I was like, no, oh, I want to have a little bit of authority. <laughs> when i'm speaking and i've tried so many times to play three houses and it just doesn't grab me. It's the it's same okay. with uh-huh. The Last Perfect. of Us. Someone's like, "Oh, you got to play more than an hour." And I'm like, "I played 3 hours and I didn't like it, so I stopped."
1: What is that. your favorite game of all
0: time, Seth? My favorite game of all time is Mega yeah. Man 2. Uh okay. but also okay. like
3: Superman uh, 64.
0: Yes. <laughs> no, it's it's probably Metal Gear Solid 5, Red Dead Redemption uh-huh. 2. Elder Scrolls, Skyrim. I would like open world games, but my favorite game of all time is probably Mega Man, is Mega Man 2. So you like action games more than traditional RPGs? But then, yeah. like, Final Fantasy VI. I played Final Fantasy VI on a translation patch on my Hyperkin retro uh, thing that I can't remember the name of. And I played it very, very far into it before I sold the Hyperkin for to fund my new television. But okay. anyway, <laughs> I don't know. I'll try it again. How's that? All right. I feel like to. you
3: should you should try one of the classics that don't have all the simulation and town aspects. So if you're getting bored by talky, 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 which they're very talky games, right? Play some of the classics which are more about just the
2: strategy gameplay. All right. Or just play well, play a I, game you enjoy the whole instead. No, no. Yeah, no people get like, mad. When I, do that. I mean, like, like, I mean, life is short. Like, just if, you, if you don't have to force yourself to like a game that you're not into, just play something else. Okay, agree. Well, maybe
4: (laughs) suffer
0: i will suffer (laughs) through something when i have the the extra time so now we're going to talk about something that we all love which is the nintendo gamecube and this is our segment of the reasons why we love the nintendo gamecube let's see we've already talked about the the Boy adapter we talked about the fact that it is named literally because it is a game a cube that you can play games on we talked Mm. about the startup this week we're doing something a little different we're talking about how capcom basically absolutely 100% crushed it on the Nintendo GameCube let's let's go down the list I'm about 100% here. Okay. Most of it. They no, but... did 80 87
1: to 90% with a th- 87.3%. Yeah. They promised five minus.
0: games, we got three, right?
3: Okay, hold on. We got Resident Evil remake too. So they they didn't that. I know but of the Capcom yeah.
1: 5. We got Beautiful yes. Joe and RE4. I love that's them and I
2: okay. actually really love Piano 3. Okay, you know what? Let's just do this. Let's
0: get into okay. it. All right, that's uh, no I was just say uh, Beautiful Joe. Yep. That was uh then Dead Phoenix which never came out. Mm-hmm. Uh, and of course uh, killer seven which i never played but my brother would not shut up about
2: I love killer seven love it so I, it, much is it something that you can
0: revisit um yeah i mean it, it
2: felt dated at the time because it's entirely mm-hmm. on rails and at the time the push was to make you know big open areas riddled with uh collectibles and killer seven is like very much it's almost like a light gun shooter um you mm-hmm. know you can backtrack and there's diagonal paths and stuff like that but like is mostly straightforward beautiful joe is phenomenal i love yeah. this game i love the it's sequel one of the I...
1: best looking games on the gamecube
2: yep. it's gorgeous yeah. it's, it's also the they they made one for the nintendo ds and it's probably one of the more technically impressive games on that on that system because of the way they're handling 3d on both screens at the same time beautiful joe's oh, awesome i forgot about that no.
1: it, it's that was in college I got a gamefly free trial thing because I was very poor and could not mm-hmm. afford video games. And I College. got Beautiful <laughs> Joe and Return of the King. I mm. finished Return of the King in like a day. Beautiful Joe I could not beat, but I really enjoyed playing it. The the slowdown mechanics worked extremely yeah. well and it was gorgeous. Oh mm-hmm. my gosh. To- kind of kind of forgotten, sadly. Yeah. Good. Many, many people did. Uh I think
3: for some context for people who aren't that familiar with the GameCube era, so obviously the GameCube came out and it suffered a little bit uh, when compared to its competitors, right? It had strong Nintendo games on it that we still love to this day, but like it felt like Nintendo was working had to work really hard to regain third parties that it had lost during the N64 age, yep. right? Remember Super NES had Square and Capcom and Konami mm-hmm. all, making lots of games and the N64, it still had Konami, but it suffered a little bit with the other companies and didn't get that many titles until until later or or at all. And then with GameCube, Nintendo surprisingly announced this major alliance with Capcom uh, out of the blue. And, you know, it was like, it was the most un-Nintendo thing, like just rolling out this, this massive uh, strategic alliance with Capcom to bring these new games and Resident Evil 4 to the GameCube in, in, this, in this partnership. And like, resident evil
0: 4 was definitely yeah the, that's the mega hit here right like and we... i was holding off for that yeah. one yeah because there's so much to be said about now resident evil 4 was famously only ever going to be available on gamecube it was only going to be a gamecube game until it became a ps2 never... game mm-hmm. right a, a less good game on that's ps2 true. and now of course yep. you can play it everywhere but i've said before resident evil was so good my friend like uh uh aimed me which was aol instant mm-hmm. messenger which we would talk back and forth he's like what's your address i need to send you a game and he after he had beaten resident evil 4 he sent it to me because he loved it so much he just wanted to share it with everybody mm-hmm. so he sent it to me and i was like oh my god yeah i love resident evil so much too. i mean i don't think it's like a, a shocking thing to say i like i think resident evil 4 is my favorite resident evil game and one of oh, yeah. my favorite games of all time what a yeah, controversial
1: like, take the reveal
3: yeah. <laughs> the reveal at the time like it's you know when you look back now it looks like a lot of games that obviously followed. but like the reveal seemed like you saw a game from the future yeah right yeah
1: there yes, you he, were you were seeing yeah. a game from the future it's yeah. no
3: longer you know leon isn't walking out of a screen and appearing and then in the next like the camera is following him with just something that we always wanted for resident evil but didn't get and then he goes into buildings up ladders, out of outside windows, and enemies are following him everywhere, right? Like it seemed it seemed like now this franchise and other games would take a next step to make enemies much more terrifying because they no longer obeyed the laws of doors, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> or ladders, like where they're all standing down, they're going like oh, I can't climb. Um yeah. it, and it, then yeah, like look at all this stuff. I mean the
2: the gameplay in this game is is phenomenal. I think it still holds up to this day. If you can get past the, yeah. you know, the the stop and shoot element of it which i know yes. some some modern gamers aren't a fan of but like you, if you like you give it a few minutes and and it totally clicks but what's awesome about this game and what makes me replay it one or two times a year on pretty much every platform is that every single time you play it you have basically different options and controls and how you want to execute different enemies, how you want to take things down, how you want to level up certain guns and weapons. If you want to shoot people in the knee and run up on them and suplex them and then knife them when they're down and preserve your ammo, you can do that. If you want to put all your your you know uh, rubies and gem dollars or whatever, all the trash that you sell to the merchant into your TMP and just machine gun your way through the game, you can do that like yeah, that's yeah. what's awesome about it it's got all these different and it's it's also like it's it's got great jump scares it's got great horror design but it's also campy and it's one of those things like we obviously we haven't talked about the remake um because it's not coming to switch unfortunately no as, as I we know probably never probably never because it looks it looks like you know it, the yeah the other remakes it, yeah it, it looks very next gen um but I really hope that the remake retains a little bit of the sort of goofy campiness that, that are kind of in the margins and sometimes straight up in the front and center of this game. But it is phenomenal. I can't even express how futuristic it felt playing this game back on a GameCube back in the day. Yep. Yeah. I got the chainsaw controller and everything, like, oh, my God, <laughs> which is terrible. God. It's the worst way to play this game. They, but um, besides the they, iOS port, which doesn't exist anymore, but. <laughs> The game raised expectations too, right? Like mm-hmm.
3: we saw this incredibly big and ambitious game and then we thought, okay, this is a sign of partnerships to come and things that we would get. And obviously on the GameCube, we saw, uh, you know, a Metal Gear remake uh from oh, the yeah, Eternal Darkness. Darkness team, like stuff like that. So mm-hmm. it, it, was, it was a good time to be excited for big games. And like, I was excited for Dead Phoenix. I remember that Me reveal. Too. It looked like Panzer Dragoon, but, Capcom said that it was actually a Fly Anywhere game. it was all about the sense of flight. And it would like really kind of feel like, you know, an untethered, not on rails game. And unfortunately it just kind of, kind of fizzled. Like it, you know, we kept getting updates and then suddenly things went silent. And whenever we asked, is it canceled? Capcom would say, oh, we have nothing to announce. So for now it's just
2: on hiatus. And, you know, it's it's still on hiatus. I mean, I remember visiting ign.com that way back in the day and looking at uh the weird weirdly numbered wmv files for this game (laughs) that was our videos back then and then i remember reading like articles i think that we even published that were like um oh rumor it's a this is a kid icarus game you know because this is Mm -hmm. like oh Oh, yeah 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 you know for the very for a long time that was a big thing people thought that they were basically like they were making the secret Kid Icarus game. They were bringing back that IP. This was before we got the, the 3DS port. This is before Pit made it to Smash Brothers, before there was yeah. any sort of resurgence of that character whatsoever. And it was really just the original NES game and the Game Boy game. Um, we thought that that's, that that's what this was gonna be. And then it fell through and you know, we, it disappeared. Like my yep. video feed just did.
1: I don't know, two thousand three summer. Yeah, that's right. It's almost done. Hold now. Starcraft oh. ghost and dead phoenix. Let's go.
0: Oh, Let's Starcraft do it. That's in the next direct predictions right now. We're oh, gonna we hear are those. almost twenty
2: almost twenty years away from the original planned release date for Dead Phoenix.
0: That that blows yeah. my mind. Hey, today is my the twenty seventh anniversary of when I graduated high school. Wow. So yeah. congratulations. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Look at me. I can stop <laughs> aging. Uh, all right that was a reason that was the, the reason we love the gamecube was capcom did a mostly 85 point would you say cat 7 percent? can i can i v- can i very quickly spend yeah. 20 seconds shouting
2: out pno3 which i know is like oh yes it's not it's a total 6 out of 10 game and it's like it's definitely got some weird gross sexist shit that has not aged well and i'll just say that right now sorry for cursing but uh <laughs> at the time i think it was really smart to make like a sort of um, bullet hell arcade shooter shmup shaped thing that had a third person camera perspective Shit. that played like kind of like a an action game so yeah. i'll just say that had some yep. cool stuff also some dumb stuff but it's part of their their the games they made for gamecube and i don't think they yep. ever put it anywhere else
0: Yep. all you have to do is say it was a product of its time yes Good that's style. why the soundtrack was done by limp it's not true what I made that up no no I, I made that up okay uh, all right uh, <laughs> let's quickly talk about what we've been playing cat we need an update on your oh oh i just dropped out of the oh, feed no. for some reason oh god damn it oh, no. that's fine keep going we'll that's just find no just, signal Squared again just red just put a goofy looking still image of uh, <laughs> a clown there <laughs> <laughs> Kat, what have you been playing? Let's, I would love to hear an update.
1: Well, last week I started a Nuzlocke run in Pokemon Crystal. And if you're not familiar with the concept of a Nuzlocke run, it's basically you um, your Pokemon can die perma permadeath. And there are specific rules where like, you go into each route, you can only catch one Pokemon per route, that kind of thing. And you cannot save scum, so you only get one chance to do all of this. And I've always meant to do a Nuzlocke run, and my friend was playing Pokemon Crystal. So I was like, why not go for it? I'm playing on my Analog Pocket. Looks amazing. Nice. Amazing on Analog Pocket. Analog I, Pocket and, is
0: such a good device. Mm-hmm.
1: Oh, The thing is amazing. I, I love it so much. And the thing I, really, I like about Pokemon Crystal is it moves at just the right speed. Um, the graphics have a real charm to them. Obviously, they're old, but they don't look dated, per se. They look very stylized mm. um but and i, I was really kind of cruising through i was doing really well i beat the first gym two gyms without any problem i had this pidgeotto that was completely wrecking i was like all right i got this and then i got to whitney and if you've ever played pokemon crystal you'll know that whitney is a monster she has a miltank <laughs> that is just a beast it's so hard to take down um, will keep healing itself but will use attract to make things annoying and it took out my starter it took out bayleaf so bayleaf oh. is dead wow yeah and i was just like oh oh god em. but pidgeotto managed to kind of get me through and so now i have a a pidgeotto a Growlithe, and a Pseudo-Widow oh. <laughs> as uh my mains so as so i head into uh ecritique city to take on morty and right now i'm just kind of going i just need any powerful pokemon that i can possibly get is. the tree guy he's like made out of rocks i would never use him ordinarily um but i think the fun of playing through a nuzlocke run is that i don't know like i kind of cashed out of uh, i kind of checked out of pokemon stories a long time ago so it's fun to have an actual challenge and it's forcing me to use pokemon that ordinarily i would never absolutely use and there's real stakes involved and there are kind of you know stories coming out of it so yeah like I I was not expecting to get big into Pokemon Crystal, but it's your Pokemon, so here we go.
0: Here we go. That's awesome. Well, I'm sorry that Bayleaf is in that great stew pot in the sky now. Yeah. It's just adding flavor to- salad (laughs) somewhere. To something. Uh, Pear, what have you been playing? So obviously uh,
3: Turtles, Card uh, Shark, yeah. which I talked about, which is don't oh, sleep on yeah. that game. Love Card Shark, the, uh, the, the card-cheating adventure game uh, on, on Switch. Lovely game. I uh, played uh, some KO the Kangaroo um mm-hmm. which came to the switch with in a pretty competent port it, it runs pretty nicely it is kind of like um it's kind of like 3d platformer 1.0 in a lot of ways in that it's not going to surprise you with amazing like um you know gameplay concepts like like mario odyssey would it is very kind of like rooted in what the trails at mario 64 blaze but but it's actually really fun it's a really competent game it's charming has some cool puzzles some really nice levels <laughs> Um, I dig it, and it's it's good for younger players as well. Uh, and then obviously Mario Strikers came out. So I started playing Super Mario Strikers. Uh feels great, looks great, fast paced. It's a wonderful, uh, it's a wonderful multiplayer game. And you know, everybody's fears that the package might be a little limited is true. If you're, you know, if you're looking for a game that you're going to play alone to unlock and progress or get any sort of uh, rewarding campaign, it's not there. Um, mm. it, it, it is light on content, but like many of Nintendo sports game releases, you know, it might evolve over time. We might be getting more unlockables and things or, or more things added. So I'm, I'm keeping tuned. But like as a as a multiplayer game, it's
0: it's wonderful. Very cool. Well, Brian, what have you been playing? Hey, my camera's back. Nice. Oh, look, there's a picture of me. Pulling up uh, my, my copy of Townsend's catalog that I was so excited <laughs> to get in the mail. Uh, in case you don't know, the 18th Century Cooking channel on YouTube is one of my favorites. It's the most wholesome of all of the, uh, of the YouTube channels that I watch. And it's Tom Marks' dad, actually. What? That's not true. Does he have Tom a bow Marks. tie? <laughs> he has a Tom Marks energy. No, okay, it, okay. bow ties didn't exist. In the oh. 1700s, okay. so no, he has a tricorn. They had actual f- like butterflies on their necks back then. <laughs>
4: <is true>. in. <laughs> yeah,
0: right, right into the, the the this bone here, the larynx. Anyway, Her,
2: that's one of the stupidest things you ever said, and I love you for that. God, well, it was so dumb. It was it was for floor guy. Mm-hmm. Floor guy's back. um He appreciates it i've been playing this game called uh soldiers it's s-o-u-l-d-i-e-r-s it's not really like the souls like that i thought it would be which i guess i'm okay mm-hmm. with it's it's more of a kind of traditional 2d side-scrolling metroidvania uh interesting thing about it which i guess is a little soulsy is that there is a kind of small class system there's three different playable class types that you can pick from the beginning of the game and they all have different sort of attributes and that they, they kind of play as like Easy, medium, and hard, but um, this game, I don't think it's doing anything particularly revolutionary, but it's kind of some great comfort food right now, or at least was for a little while until I jumped into Turtles, but um, I really dig it. The art is fantastic. The pixel art's great. The combat's really fun. Um, I like this. Yeah, the checkpoints are pretty liberal, so it doesn't feel, like, too too difficult. Um, I, I, I'm, I'm just enjoying this game. If you're looking for, like, this is one of those perfect, like, kind of curl up on the couch with your Nintendo Switch while you're watching some comfort food trash on TV type of games. <laughs> um, and yeah, if you're looking for another game like this, the Switch is so great for stuff like this. Check this yeah. game out. It's called Soldiers. Once again, Soul is spelled like that, that thing that I guess some we all have, some of us have. Mm-hmm. Unless we traded them for a wish. Not sure that works. But either way, go check this game out <laughs> if you're into it.
0: Awesome. Yeah, I have also been playing Shredder's Revenge. That probably the most of my time has been spent playing that because it's so fun and delightful and nobody wants to play with me in my house because everyone's on a weird sleep schedule except for me actually that's not true i'm on an old man's sleep schedule i go to bed at like eight Mm -hmm. but anyway but what is really awesome is i restored a uh computer from 1982 a k pro 2 which is a luggable computer it weighs 29 pounds it has a handle like a uh it's actually right wait right behind me there Lugable. yeah, that's what they okay. used to call computers they called them luggable okay you can fold the keyboard mm-hmm. up and it has a handle on the back and you would carry it to like whatever your computer science uh course was at berkeley wow. or, or stanford at the time but it runs on five and a quarter floppies like and i it. found a, a disc of basic the the language basic games so i started playing the star trek text adventure from okay, 1971 okay. which was written <laughs> originally for like mainframe computers in computer science labs, so it's just for like engineering students and professors and phd candidates and it's so weirdly fun to play games on my stranger things computer (laughs) back there even though they're so simple there's also a, a space invaders clone that i was playing this this by the way this computer doesn't have graphics it only has ASCII characters mm. on it, so oh. there's no any graphic is actually just an ASCII character that it loads from an EEPROM. I'm not going to talk about this anymore. Anyway, Star
1: Trek game, like I want to know
0: what is it like. You're okay, so uh, you are in like a quadrant. It's kind of hard to figure out, and it's uh, it's like a 24 by 24, and it's asterisks and then like a circle where there's a Klingon and an equal sign, and you have to sort of navigate through this quadrant and fire on the, uh, the Klingons to save the galaxy. Cause it's based on the, obviously the original, cause it was actually, now that I think about it, this, that game was written when the original Star Trek was
1: still on the air. It wasn't the original Star Trek ended in 1969. Oh, I thought it ended in <laughs> 1971. Okay. Well, the, well, it was, written, it was re- just a couple years later, like the replays were going. I think the thing that's interesting is that it's not a text adventure. They're straight up actually trying to do space combat on a 1971 mainframe. Kind of yeah. reminds me a little bit of like Rogue or something like that. Like yeah, yeah, I guess Rogue it's not like. a text adventure. Yeah, it's, it's
0: okay. more just like it's showing you a map with text characters. But there's also a game called Space War where you're very clearly it's just exactly a star wars ripoff to the point where you shoot down a not tie fighter and it says may the force be with you so look out disney please don't come to my house and seize my five and a quarter (laughs) floppy drive
1: but yeah this thing is gonna find you There,
3: there were so many clones back then it's like honestly a lot of that information is not widely known or uh and and a lot of the copies of the the clone games during that era are lost but like if you look at like look at uh, atari mania site or something like that for like old um atari or computer games and you'll see there's a game that comes out and then there's six clones and they yeah. all have different names and they don't sometimes they don't even change the game code they just repackage it change the title screen and resell it illegally it's so funny and there's so many empire strikes back and star wars rip-offs it's yeah it's pretty hilarious well,
0: What's kind of funny about these blatant ripoff games is that they're on a Microsoft basic disc mm-hmm. for this operating system, which was called CPM. So basically Microsoft took these games that were clearly in violation of so many different intellectual properties and put it on a disc and sold it to people. So,
3: yeah, that's, if you go again, like if you look at arcade hits, there would be I, I joked earlier, like there would be a hit called Dig Dug and then there would be. Zigzag, and then there was (laughs) Donkey Kong. And then, you know, like you you get all these different versions um, that just – Maybe the line is slightly different. How how high can you try is changed or something, but like it's it's a different company that just ripped it. It's so funny.
1: So you get these yeah. NES carts that were like 100 games in one. You're like, oh, oh my what a God. bargain.
3: Exactly. <laughs> Nowadays it's
2: yeah, it's a little different. And it all, would just be there'd be yeah. like forty different versions of Tetris and one of them they'd be like upside down. I remember that. <laughs> like yeah. the blocks would go up and you're like, come on. <laughs> pathetic
0: yeah. i didn't
3: even yeah. try the game the donkey kong ripoff is called crazy kong it was made by falcon back in 81 but like it oh, literally wow. is just the same same uh same game it was also Have monkey you... monkey donkey and donkey king and <laughs> big kong
2: and kong gorilla i'm not kidding kong gorilla yes
0: <laughs> wait how how is monkey donkey spelled i want to play this. <laughs> it's just monkey donkey <laughs> oh man yeah um I think it's really cool because the they're not credited to. A, oh, there I'm out again. Back to the clown image. They're not credited to like a, a company. It's just like somebody, some computer yep. scientist wrote this game, and it's like by so and so. <laughs> but yeah, And one real thing that has nothing to do with games, real quick. I found the original owner's PhD dissertation on a uh, on a disc. So I thought that was really neat. It's dated 1987. It's written in man, WordStar, man. which is the program that George R. R. Martin still uses. To write his novels on, and it is the most impossible to parse word processor. But that's it.
3: Yes, exactly.
2: I I, I just found an arcade long play for Monkey Donkey. Monkey Donkey, I guess. Nineteen (laughs) eighty-one came out the same year as Donkey Kong. It is literally just Donkey Kong, but with different colors. Like Donkey Kong's butt has like a green tint to it, and yeah, it's Monkey Donkey. (laughs) Yeah, Mario looks sick. <laughs> um, the, the princess is like missing a face. It's yeah. the girders are green. It's just it's it's not a this, princess. It's this horrible food poison version. It's bucket wow.
3: <laughs> Look, red,
2: Luba. you are amazing. Luba. Look, yeah. Luba. Oh my oh, wow. god. <laughs>
3: Look
0: wow. at Monkey Donkey. That is not Donkey Kong because no, it looks uh, Donkey like Kong somebody... does not have red red teeth. No, it looks oh. like somebody ripped his teeth out right before yeah. no, It looks like uh, uh, it's the invisible Donkey Kong. They took all of his flesh off and you can just see his musculature. Yep. Absolute nightmare. <laughs> It is horrible, well, unfortunately, that's after monkey donkey. That's all the time we have for this week's Nintendo voice chat podcast, so make sure to follow us on Twitter at nbc podcast. Submit your question block questions so we can skip right over them uh to talk about monkey donkey on the n v c Facebook group. I want to thank Brian Altano for coming out this week as well as Red on the ones and twos, and most of all, thank you to you for hanging out with us and remember n b c is the only place where you can get the thing. get the donkey monkey donkey. donkey. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>